Yo, welcome back to the Week in Review podcast. I'm your host, Sean Stroud, in case you forgot, and I would like to wish all the mamas out there happy Mother's Day. You deserve it. Just pushing something out of your pussy is enough to, to receive praise from me, I think. I mean, shit, that must fucking hurt. The The worst a guy gets is kidney stones, I think, but it is like fucking by nature for you guys to just and bust that shit wide open so thank you i thank you for it want to thank my mom especially because i i know my big ass head i'm sure that wasn't easy i think (laughs) i actually think she says she's said a multitude of times that my big ass head paved the way for the rest of them so uh you're welcome maybe I, i don't know either way thank you Thank you so much, Mom. Thank you so much to every mother out there. Thank you so... I'm, I'm so thankful that I'm actually getting this out on the right day for once. This is Sunday. Yes, that's right. Not Monday. No bullshit. And this is like the earliest I've recorded a podcast episode in years, probably. It's, it's 6 o'clock. Almost 7. It's not even dark outside yet. I just got to hope that no one starts playing basketball in the court that's right next to my house or my apartment because... It is super loud, man. You can hear that. Doom, doom, doom. Just slamming shit against the ground over and over and over and over again. But it is what it is. I've it's been a it's been a somewhat productive Mother's Day in the fact that I got done what I needed to get done, but I waited until two before I even got out of bed. But I'd already gotten my mom a bottle of wine yesterday, and then we um the, the Callaways, a, a nursery, is right by my house. So I went there, got my mom some plants because that's her thing. She has quite the green finger, or is it green thumb? I'm not sure. Either way, she likes growing shit. So I just walked up and down the aisles and looked for pretty stuff. Lots of pinks, got some yellows and reds. This one thing was like, um, it wasn't really, it was red, but it was like a paint colored red almost. Like like really artificial looking red, but I can't think of think of like a wet a little red wagon that's just been left in the rain throughout its whole existence. That's the kind of red that it looked like, but it was kind of cool. But I made sure to get some white too, you know, some normal stuff to balance it out. And the great thing about that is the none of the plants are even really expensive. Like at a certain point, I kind of just stopped thinking about the price. Because they're all like $5 or less. I mean, the most expensive one I got was like 10 bucks, but it um, doesn't cost that much. It's relaxing to walk around there and be able to pick everything up. I need some fucking... Damn it, I finished my water bottle. Look at me being unprofessional. I'll be right back. All right, I am back and hydrated. I thought I was on top of it, man. I went and grabbed a water bottle, sat down right before I started... But then I chugged that whole water bottle, and so I was left with that one. I thought maybe I would have gotten taken care of the issue, but is what it is. Like I was saying, it's not too expensive. It's relaxing to walk around there and just pick them all out. And, you know, when I got when I got to the checkout counter, it was actually cheaper than I thought it was going to be. So I was like, hell yeah. Got like, I don't know, 10 little plants. I didn't really count. I, I got enough to fill up a whole little cardboard box to carry to my car. Uh, but I got two... Oh, okay. It sounds like my TV has started playing again. Excuse me. (laughs) So many interruptions today. Okay. Hopefully that will be the last thing. That was my TV. I had it on YouTube paused. Sometimes it just, if I think if it waits long enough, it'll just play automatically. Like, fuck you. I'm going to get this over with. It was a a Game Grumps compilation. Some shit that Eileen put me on. The way I am towards Rhett and Link, Good Mythical Morning, that's the way Eileen is towards fucking Aaron and Dan from Game Grumps. And she put me on, and it came at a pretty good time, because, you know, whenever there's sad shit going on, there's nothing better to do than to find something new to just, like, bury your fucking face into. And that's what I've done with Game Grumps. I've watched hours upon hours of their compilations already, and, and um, very glad I did. So thank you for putting me on, Eileen. Shout out. Shout out to you. Yeah, pulled up to my mom's house, uh, set the plants and the wine on the table, but she was in bed, just 
chilling all day, and I don't blame her. It was raining. Started sprinkling a little bit while I was walking through the nursery, and it was uh, actually right as I pulled up to the house and walked under the carport. That's when it, like, started really coming down hard, so I got lucky. But that's the perfect nap weather, so I guess she was taking full advantage of it. She did come out and looked at it, though, and she was pretty happy. I had asked her a few days ago if she wanted anything specific from the nursery, and she told me one thing, but she said, like, she she told me, like, a plant name, and it wasn't, like, zinnias or impatience or some shit. It was, like, two parts, some shit that I did not remember. But it turns out I accidentally ended up getting the one that she wanted, so that was cool. It was the first thing she noticed. So, yes, easy. And then, yeah, came back home. Stopped uh, stopped at Whataburger first and got a free fucking buffalo chicken strip sandwich. I'm sorry, buffalo ranch chicken strip sandwich. You want to know how I did that? The fucking mobile app. I'm telling y'all, bro. Then mobile apps. That's the way to go. You want free food? Who doesn't want free food, dude? I know you got fucking 200 megabytes of space on your phone. Just download the shit. Quit stalling, all right? Dutch Bros, Whataburger, Sonic. They're all banging, bro. Even the QT app. If if you live by a QT, I live literally right next to one. And there's one on the way to my parents' house. I'll take a fucking 50 cent small shake. I'll take a you know, dollar fifty iced coffee. Just saving a little bit here and there. So that when I when I'm up late and I drunkenly buy eighty bucks worth of vinyl, it, it evens out a, a little bit. A little bit, I think. Uh, yeah, that's what I ended up doing last night. Yesterday was pretty fun. I didn't... I don't think I did anything all day. Oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. I went to my sister's birthday party. She turned 12, and I didn't have anything to give her because I spent the, the, the previous day going all all up and down her wish list on Amazon and even though there was like 150 items on it, I didn't find a single fucking thing that I was like, yeah, I want to get this. It was all too expensive or too cheap or like not practical. You know what I mean? Because it, it was clearly one of those wish lists where it's just like anything that incites do- a dopamine release in her brain. She's like, oh, yep, I want that, 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 that. And ideally, I'd like to get her something music related because that's what she's into that I'm also into, so that'd be cool, but I don't know. I will keep I will keep thinking, I'll keep thinking. It was um it was all right. It was it was a small party, just a few of her friends and then Nana and all of us. Then the neighbors came over. And we were cutting cake. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Before we cut the cake. Let me, due process. We we lit the candles and everything, and everybody sung happy birthday. Then we blew the candles out. And as we were cutting cake, I heard Ava's friend say something to Ava that if I was ready to process it, I would have been ready to respond. But she said, hey, Ava, did you hear what I said? I sung Dear Loser. And so I'd say about five seconds after she said that, is when I really comprehended that, oh, shit, that little girl's a bitch. What the fuck? Did she just say that to my sister at her birthday party? I wasn't ready for that. That's not something I'm like, yep, uh, yeah, her friends are going to talk shit to her, Uh uh-huh. And if I had been, I would have said, I I spent the whole rest of the day thinking about this, man. I would have said, hey, you're supposed to be singing to my sister, not to yourself. You know, just just something. Because I can't call her, like, a a frompy little bitch. You know, whatever. I can't... I, I also had to keep reminding myself that I'm 20 and she's probably like 12. There's an eight-year difference, an eight-year deficit in roasting that she she has no experience in that just ultimately would not be fair or mature for coming from me. So I didn't say anything afterwards, but I did tell myself, and I was steady, staying vigilant, that if she said anything else, I was not going to let that shit slide. Not in front of me, man. That... Mm, just thinking about it, bro. And I was sitting at the table just kind of being mad and angry because what am I supposed to say? And then 
I went into the kitchen to wash my hands, and Dad was in there too. So while the water was running, I leaned over and I was like, "That little girl's a little bitch." And he laughed. He's like, "Yeah, she's always been like that." And later, I told my mom, and mom was just she, she was basically just saying, "Yeah, well, she's a single child, and her dad's not around." And ba 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 ba. And I was just like, "How how long are we gonna justify this shit, bruh? Like, I get she's a kid, but..." The longer that you say stuff like that instead of, you know, coming down on it and changing shit, the, the longer it's going to be a problem. But you know what? It's not my issue. And you know what else? Her mom was pretty cool, too. She um, she was talking about, uh, you know, I don't remember. Her and Nana were having some conversation. That was one of those conversations where, that, like, strangers at parties have that goes on way too long just because one person's interested in some shit. I don't remember, but she did bring up the that she used food apps too, and so I w- I chimed in. I was like, "Hell yeah!" We had a little connection there, and then later on, I went to pour myself a drink, and I got some vodka out. I brought Tito's over because I knew Mom was running low, and I went ahead and left the bottle over there. But I brought the got the vodka out, and I had really wanted some Dr. Pepper, so I asked Mom, "Hey, do you know if Dr. Pepper tastes good with vodka?" And she said, oh, yeah, I really don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't tried that. And then I hear that girl's mom from in the living room chime in. Ah, I can speak from experience. Uh, Vodka and Dr. Pepper go together just fine. I said, thank you. I appreciate that. And you know what? I poured myself up a drink, and it sure did go together just fine. The 24th flavor mixed in like it wasn't shit. But I had plans. So I quickly realized that I needed to go. I poured my drink in a to-go cup, screwed it on, because I had business to attend to. I had a symbol to buy. Yeah, that's correct. That is right. A new piece in my arsenal. A new thing for me to fucking smack on. It's a 12-inch Agazarian China symbol. Now, I haven't actually like set it up and gotten a hit on it with a stick work on uh like dampening it see see how it sounds on a stand and whatnot but this is what supposedly what people use for like um breaks and like heavy metal and shit heavy metal is not the word i'm like de- not death metal either isn't the word i'm trying to look for it's um it's like lamb of god type shit like it's the symbol that sounds like that like And the China symbols are really cool because they're they have a cool shape. Like normal symbols, they're just kind of like like a pizza that's frumpy, right? It, it's just like a a half half sphere or, or half oval, I guess. Shit, I could be describing this so much better. But a China symbol is really cool because most of the time it's the it starts at the center part and then it flares upwards instead of just kind of like cr- cr- falling around in a circle. And so that's what, I guess that's what makes the cool, like, ka, ka, ka sound. But I got one of those, met the dude at an Albertsons, and it was only 10 bucks. They normally sell for like 30, so fuck yeah, hell of a deal. All of his other symbols were cracked. I was thinking about buying those, but I figured I already have some fucked up symbols, so I should buy some new ones and just keep fucking them up myself. If I buy a fucked up symbol and hit it and then it just breaks, I'm going to be pretty pissed. Especially because they were all more expensive than the $10 one that I bought that was not fucked up. So, there you go. But, after that, I went home. Eileen came over because I owed her. I've been saying for a while that we could watch her favorite movie, sit down and watch La La Land. We tried to do it last time she was over, but lost track of time. We watched too much Game Grumps, and then she had to go home, so... This time she came over. She's like, hey, lay down. Turn the TV on. Cross your arms. We're watching La La Land. He's like, okay, fine. Please don't hurt me. Okay, please. And so we turned it on, started watching. And it was a pretty damn good movie, man. I can't lie. I, I've, I am not upset that I had to watch it. It was um, the main characters were Emma Stone who was in one of my favorite movies ever, Superbad, movie I used to watch like every night to fall asleep in high school. Although admittedly it wasn't because of Emma Stone, but Emma Stone was still a good part of that movie. 
And then the man who I'm going to have to add to my list of male crushes, Ryan Gosling. <sighs> He's captured my heart, man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> really, like uh, between this and Blue Valentine, those are the two that stick in my head. But I'm sure, I'm sure if I put his name into Google, more will uh, seem familiar to me. Ryan Gosling, Canadian actor. Man, I got I just got a thing for those Canadian men. Ryan Gosling and Ryan Reynolds. Let's see, let's see. Movies. Hmm. Alright, I've seen La La Land. I have seen Blue Valentine. I've seen Alright, maybe I don't know him from any other movies. Well, you know what? That just uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know any of these other movies. I know the Notebook is like a a memorable one that's that everybody talks about. I haven't seen that one though. It looks pretty lame from the fucking picture. They're both like wet, and he's in a wet shirt that's sticking to his muscled ass back, and he's holding her up, and they're about to kiss, but they haven't yet. It looks lame as shit. So I'm not gonna watch that. But man, Ryan Gosling, he he was, he pretty much played me in the fucking in La La Land. I mean, the the first thing we see him do is driving his fucking convertible with the top down pull up next to someone who was taking too long honk his horn and then skirt off like that's that's me right there i was already hooked i was like oh who's that guy and then he was one of the main characters so that was fucking cool but he wants to he he plays jazz piano and that's like his whole personality is liking jazz and he wants to open a jazz club so i was I mean, I fell in love with him immediately, and and I've already liked Ryan Gosling for a while. So yeah, this this kind of cemented him. This is it's four people on this list. Are you ready? And it's not in order. Well, you know what? I probably could put it in order. Here we go. Here we go. Here are the four dudes that I have a crush on, in order. All right, from least to from least would let fuck me to most. <laughs> the most would let fuck me. <laughs> All right, Justin Timberlake, he's on the bottom. No offense, man, you just fell off with those last, like, Man of the Woods. I listened through that once, albeit it was a few years ago, but none of them stick, stuck through onto my like songs, I don't think. So, really, I'm just holding on to the future sex love sounds and the 2020 vision of it. But, hey, he's he's got moves, I think. Didn't he do a Super Bowl performance? I think he did. I think he did a performance where he, like, flipped the mic and caught that shit or, or maybe he did that thing where he puts throws the mic stand down but like kicks it back up with his foot either way something like that's reminiscent he's got some swagger he's number four. Oh, here's where it gets hard which one of the ryans do i put at number three because i know who's number one there's never been a question about that um i'm gonna say ryan gosling at number three he is not maybe he is as funny as Ryan Reynolds, but I haven't seen him in in any comedies because I don't think he's done any. So I like a funny guy. I'm I'm more of a funny guy type. I am a funny guy, so of course I'm attracted to that. And Ryan Gosling kind of hits that, but mainly just in like the this dude makes me sad as fuck every time I see a movie. La La Land that made man that ending. Whew. It, I feel like if I had watched that movie by myself, I probably would have cried. And it's not like I was trying to hold back because Eileen was there. I was trying to be stoic and strong or whatever. None of that shit. I just think it's harder for me when other people are around. I'm I'm not sure, but yeah, Ryan Gosling, number three. Then number two, you already know who it is. The other Canadian Ryan on my list, Ryan Reynolds, the double R, the Rolls Royce of male comedian actors. I'll watch that dude in any fucking movie hilarious and he's handsome and he makes good commercials like all of his mint mobile commercials he, he did one that tied in with jack in the box he was like we're doing all we can to make mint mobile more cheap for you so we actually had the rest of this ad bought out by jack in the box and then it was a jack ad like that's fucking hilarious who's done that before i don't know and then um also all of his antics on social media he's pretty funny uh, especially his interactions with the number one guy on this list but Ryan Reynolds got a lot going for him. And then 
Drum roll, please. All right. Big Daddy himself, Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. Yes, that's right. And now I will go ahead and admit that there is a huge bias here because Wolverine has always just been my favorite Marvel superhero. As soon as I saw him, dude with fucking swords shooting out of his hands. What's what's not to like there? And then you get older and you realize he's immune to everything too, invincible. He's got a cool attitude. He can smell people from a mile away, all this shit. He's also got um, mental immunity too. People can't read his mind or, like, get in there without getting fucked up after all the Weapon X shit. I've read a lot of Wolverine comics, all right? I I, I spent, like, four hours one day just scrolling through, like, the Wikipedia pages on the history of all the different Wolverine universal characters. And Hugh Jackman plays one hell of a fucking Wolverine. Like, I couldn't imagine anyone else taking the role, which is why I'm glad that he's come back to play it for a movie that, honestly, I'm probably not going to watch, which is weird, isn't it? For for how, how much I fuck with Ryan Reynolds, you'd think I'd be all about the Deadpool movies, but I only watched the first one, and I guess I didn't like it that much because I haven't gone back since, but maybe maybe the two of them together will be alluring enough to get me to go see it. As I was saying, though, Hugh Jackman is more than just Wolverine because I've seen him in The Greatest Showman as well. And that was also a fantastic movie. He's just super fucking talented. He's he's funny through his interactions on social media with Ryan Reynolds. And he, he can dance. He can sing. I mean, dude, Hugh Jackman, like, I'm sure he's won a, a sec. You, you know, like People Magazine probably, some some magazine like that, they have... Uh, the hundred sexiest men. I'm sure he's ranking pretty high on that list. As long as um, is it Chris Hemingsworth, Thor? As long as he's kind of fallen down a bit, looking chubby in that one movie. I'm sure Hugh Jackman's up there still. Let me see how old Hugh Jackman is. I feel like he's almost fifty and he's still like getting ripped to become Wolverine. Isn't that crazy? Hugh Jackman, Australian actor. What a man. He's fifty four. Oh my gosh. He was born before the 70s, bro. That's fucking insane. I just developed <clears throat> like a new level of respect for this man. God damn, that's crazy. He's really about to be... Well, he's not about to be 60. Let me not fucking shove him in the grave already. He's really in his fucking 50s doing all this still getting ripped and everything oh my gosh what a man mad props mad props but there you have it those are the four dudes I'd let bend me over (laughs) if I ever got the chance nah just in case any of them listen to this I'm just joking not really I I just very much respect you guys you're very awesome had to get that disclaimer just in case they somehow fucking stumble upon this. But no, they're all fucking awesome dudes, man. I got to find a fifth now to round out the list. You know, if I'm sure if I thought hard enough about it, I could come up with one. But yeah, La La Land was really good. And after that, we were both hungry. We hadn't eaten. So we drove to Kroger. We got back. And after... Weeks and weeks of pestering and poking and prodding. Eileen finally made me pupusas. And dude. Banger! Shit fucking smacked, dude. That shit was so good. Man, that shit was cool. And low key, I I saw I was watching her make it. And now I kind of want to try to make them myself. Like, she left the stuff over here. I just have to go get more cheese because we accidentally left it out. But I, I was like, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I had drank a whole vodka cranberry. You know, my signature drink. I had to drink my whole vodka cranberry and done a shot of um, Jim Beam Black because, uh, was it sex tape? I think it was. Sex tape. Came, I put on sex tape and I was like, man. Rest in peace, Chi Chang. And then I took a shot. That's the bassist from Deftones, if you didn't know. He um, 
passed away before they released that album, the White Eyes, or Diamond Eyes, I'm sorry, not White Pony, Diamond Eyes. And that's actually my favorite Deftones album. So yeah, I took a shot for that song. So I was pretty gone by this point, but I was watching and taking notes mentally. And then I finally bit into one once they were cool enough, and dude, so good. I was so happy. It was bomb. And now... And and after that, she's like, "All right, you need to make me cookies now, because I've made her cookie. I've made her cookies before. She's been asking for them ever since." But the master negotiator that I am, I said, "Well, actually, I've made you cookies once. You've made me pupusas once. So now we can make a trade." She said, oh, "Fine." So we need to negotiate a date for that. I'll, I'll get with. I'll tell my people to get with her people. We'll nail something out. Some weekend, I don't know. But yeah, dude, complete bangers. Great great weekend overall for me. I've got no complaints. And then honestly, throughout my week, pretty good. I do have some complaints though, all right? Let's start, let's start, let's start in the meat of it. Let's start with the meat of it, all right? Wednesday. Wednesdays for me are open mic night. Or not every Wednesday. I can't talk like I've been going and been going, but that's that's what is has uh is happening at Dallas Comedy Club every Wednesday. Open mic night, seven thirty. And so this time I decided I was gonna do a set. Because I had been wanting to do a set and because I had a a bit that I had written about Dave uh before he passed that I well really I wasn't initially even gonna use it, but mom said that it would be nice. She said you still could. You could. People would be like, they would laugh, and then they'd go like, "Aw," afterwards. And I thought that'd be pretty nice. <laughs> I thought that would, um, because the. Well, I guess I'll tell you the bit in a second. But the bit is about how nice Dave was and how loving he was. So I thought it was also pretty uh, fitting. So I spent all day Tuesday, or um, no, mostly all day Wednesday. Honestly, just all day Wednesday in my head, just going over it and thinking about what I was going to say. And then on the car ride home, I started verbalizing it and saying it and saying it and just getting it into practice. And I hit up my friend, and he said he was going to meet me there. Um, he was trying to get sushi, but I, w- I actually he wanted to get sushi, but I was already getting sushi Thursday for my sister's birthday with the family. So ended up doing that instead. I got there a little bit earlier, though. I got there about... 6.30 and just kind of got in the line that was there. There were, I counted them, there were five people in front of me. And so I wasn't sure how the the, the spots were going to be aligned and stuff or however, however many there were for beforehand and afterwards. But I knew that I wanted to go at 7.30 rather than go after the 35-minute spots. So like at 10.30 and have to stay the whole time. I didn't want to do that shit, so... I just hope that I'd gotten there early enough. I waited there for about 15 minutes until before I heard that the the sign up line be, or the sign up began at 7:15, so I had 30 more minutes to wait. No big deal, I guess, but man, I was hungry. I had food in my car, I had water in my car. Like I thought that I was going to be able to I literally left everything in my car. I thought I was pulling up, going to run in put my name down on the list and then run back out and chill in my car until it was time. But nah, kept waiting in line, kept waiting in line. Finally, the, the same lady came out as last time. She had white hair and the sign up began. Everybody in front of me went and this time I got a spot. I was fourth up and at the, um, at the front half of the show. So I got to go like right at seven thirty, like I wanted to. I was fourth up, so I said, cool. Uh, met my friend, and we went back to the parking lot where I parked so I could try to eat, try to get a drink, which I'm going to do right now, take a drink of water. <sighs> try to eat, try to drink, but I'll be honest, my nerves were too fucked up. My stomach was not letting me process anything. I took a bite of my barbacoa burrito, and I just chewed on it for like five minutes, so... Gave up on that pretty quickly. Ran through my whole set with my homie. He said it was pretty good. Said it was solid. Gave me feedback. And so I was ready. 
I asked, you know, it's weird. I'm getting like reminiscent jitters right now just describing it. <laughs> That's weird. Um, but I, I was more or less ready. I asked my friend if he would record my set. He said, sure. So I made sure that there was space on my phone and everything. We started walking back to the comedy club. And man, the jitters were crazy. It wasn't anything like that doing Bear Cave. And I don't know if it's because this is an actual comedy club as opposed to a coffee shop or what. But um, I was like, ooh, I was feeling antsy, feeling antsy. So we got in. Uh, I sat down to the right where all the comics were sitting. My friend went and got his seat. Waiting for it to start. Finally hit 7.30. The lights all dimmed. And then right as the lights dimmed, this lady kind of got in at the last second. And the way the room's set up is from where I'm sitting at the right, all right? So I, you're you're looking down the room from, from my point of view. So the chairs are on the left. They're, they're a bunch of chairs, and they're kind of st uh, stacked up and tables and stuff. And then there's uh, the stage is on the right side. So it kind of splits the room in the middle. And then there's a space in, in between the, the stage and the chairs and the tables for people to walk through. But then on the right side of that space, right in front of the stage is another row of chairs, literally butted up against the stage. That's where this lady chose to sit, smack dab in the middle at the chairs in front of the stage. First person comes up. Hey, my name is blah, 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 blah. Starts going into jokes. His first joke involves Jesus. This lady in the front goes, oh, yes, Lord. Decides to chime in. Everybody laughs. Everybody laughs at her. Dude keeps on going. Somehow he, he says something about like a T-bone steak or something. And then he says, oh, you know what? That actually should have been Jesus's nickname. T-bone and then like makes a cross with his arms and then the lady went oh hell oh hell no and, and everybody started laughing and she started talking and, and trying to say something and it looked like the dude tried to like hear her out but she wasn't like it wasn't let legible is the word that I'm is coming to mind but I know that's for writing but he couldn't like he couldn't make out what she was saying so he just tried to keep going on and then he went on to this next bit and he said this lady gave him a pen that had no ink. And then he gave it back. She put the pen in the jar, searched around for a pen, and gave him the same pen back. He started to say, that would be like if I used a condom, then put it through the washer and dryer. And then the lady went again, again said, oh, hell no. And everybody started fucking laughing. I was, I was eating the shit up, bro. I was excited. As soon as she started like yelling during his set, my ears perked up. I, I was thinking, oh shit, this is going to be interesting. Do we have a heckler? Is there going to be some audience participation this time around? And so I was, uh, I was eager for her to be up or to, to still be there when it got to my set, but it didn't take very much longer for them to escort her out, which was sad. She um, had to give her a grand speech as she was being dragged out, you know. Hey, comedy's about truth, and this this is real, and, and he's saying real shit up there, and uh, hey, no, nah, no, nah, keep your hands off me. Don't touch me. I'm leaving. Well, go ahead and leave then. Nah, don't touch me. I'm leaving. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Ha happy Mother's Day. And then, yeah, she she left finally. My guess is she was homeless just based on her hair and um, her, her how she acted. But regardless, I was disappointed when they kicked her out because I was planning on addressing her when I got up there or at least being like, hey, ma'am, are you having a good night tonight? Well, I'm so happy to hear it. And then going on with my set. That's what I wanted to do, but they kicked her out is what it is. Uh, two more people went on. This girl went on before me who had a really good bit. She she said um, she's an engineer, and she found out recently that all or one of her male coworkers who has the exact same job as her makes about ten thousand dollars more than her a year. She said she it was she was happy to finally figure out that that was the the market value of a penis. <laughs> 
I'm sure she delivered that way more, but but you get the punchline. Uh, and then she went up, she finished, and I was on after her. And I kind of just fucking went up there, you know. My friend had my phone, so I was ready. I just walked up there and grabbed the mic and did my set. And uh, my set's on... My set's on Instagram if you want to hear it, but I'll tell you the the shit how it referred to Dave. Uh, Basically, I started out with a joke about driving and how I really fucking hate driving. Everyone sucks at it. Uh, The worst people are the people with their Instagram ads on their car, but if everybody got that, we could use that as the gamer tag for driving. So if someone fucking cuts me off, I don't have to decide between running them off the road or doing nothing. I can look them up on Facebook and call their kids fucking ugly. So that that was the start of it. And then I went into talking about Dave and how animals teach you a lot about yourself. For instance, Dave taught me I was a way better cat than he was. Never could figure out the litter box. He always sat in it and swept the floor like he was in a pool floaty trying to get back to the edge. But I got to credit where credit's due. Because Dave would have made a way better person than I'll ever be. Dude was the nicest cat ever. So full of love. I mean, everybody in my that walked into my apartment was greeted by this little yellow creature. Just had to shimmy in between their legs for a second. Shit, he even rubbed up on inanimate objects. I mean, a rough-ass piece of plywood? Fuck it. He was going to rub his face on that. Give it some love. But Me, on the other hand, the slightest inconvenience to my life, and I'm ready to become a cyber bully. And that was the big punchline and so I delivered it all though I did get nervous for a second um once you get on stage it's kind of weird because you would think that I, I I mean I, w- I just imagine that I'd be able to see everybody that I'm looking out at but you get up there and because all the lights are shining up at you so that everybody can see you you really can't I mean I can't see the audience for shit I, and I it it's like constantly an effort that I'm having to make just to look up and look out into the audience at nobody because I can't see anybody but just so that I'm not being so I'm not displaying like unconfident uh, mannerisms you know like looking down really inward shoulders hunched and shit no I try to be very extroverted and look out at the crowd and shit so that's the first thing and the second thing I noticed this time was it I, I got into it a lot quicker when I did my set at Bear Cave, it took me, it was a seven minute set I learned after I got the videos and everything. It took me the first two to three minutes before I was really like aware of what I was doing and not just going through the motions of what I had like hammered down in my head as my set. This time it took me maybe 20, 30 seconds, which was great because it is only a three minute spot. So I, it, the, the quicker I can become online, the better. But I was I was coherent of what was going on about that quickly this time. And then the way this club works, you, it's, it's a three-minute set, like I said. And then at when you have one minute left, they shine like a red light at you from the back, just so you know. And so I was, I was doing my set. Just everything was going perfect as planned. I said, um, yeah, to put down my cat last or two weeks ago, one of the hardest things I've ever done. Someone awkward laughed at that, which was expected. And then after that, I said, yeah, Dave was the best cat ever. And some people said, someone said Dave, and and people laughed. And so I was like, yeah, he's named after my grandpa. And then I kept going through my shit. And that red light, they they shone that red light at me. And my mind went blank. Shit completely derailed my train of thought. But the only way that I got through it was acknowledging it. I, I, I was just midway through the sentence. I looked at the red light, and then as I looked at it, my it, it was like that men in black shit just cleared my fucking brain. And so I just said it. I was like, wow, that light completely derailed my train of thought. And then I guess through saying it, I was able to let myself get back onto it because it, it all came back as soon as I said that. So I was able to finish out. Felt pretty good about it because everybody was laughing. Everybody, I got, I got some awes at the end because um, I had a, I had a cup of water, and then after I, you know, said I'm ready to be a cyber bully, I went and grabbed the cup of water and I said, "Here's to Dave, rest in peace, buddy," and I drank it, 
And everybody's like, oh, to Dave, to Dave. So that was cool. And the biggest laugh was when I told the, um, I can just look them up on Facebook and tell them how fucking ugly their kids are. That was the biggest laugh. But man, I felt really good about it. I, I was like walking off like with a little bit of pep in my step. And so I got my keys and stuff from where I was sitting. And then I, tr- I went, started to try to find my friend who was actually a lot closer than I thought he was. He reached out at me because I'm blind. And so I sat down next to him. And he said, man, that was pretty good. You did pretty good up there. I said, thanks, bro. Thanks. And then I asked him because, you know, I figured, yeah. I, and I asked him, like, you, you got it, right? You recorded it. He was like, oh, no. I'm leaving that silence there intentionally because that's how I felt. Everything immediately came crashing down. And even talking about it right now, it's pissing me off. He said my fucking flash was on. So we couldn't record. Like you can't just stop the recording, tap the fucking flash button. And then start recording again. I saw the two second clip that he had recorded and then fucking put the phone back down. It was before I was, I was even on the stage. So there's plenty of goddamn time. Or pull out your own phone. Or, 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 or. You fucking, I sounded like a seal there. You fucking figure something out because I asked you to do this. And see, he, the thing that gets me the most is he has an iPhone too. Like, if he had an Android, there would be some plausible deniability there. Like, oh, I couldn't figure it out, man. I just, I didn't see where to put the, the user software access code. I don't, I, I, okay, that that's a little bit more of, of some slack, some lenience there, but nah, bro, when you got an iPhone fucking, I don't know, 10, just like me, whatever iPhone you have, I have a 13, actually. Let me not, <laughs> let me not disparage myself. But if you got an iPhone, bro, I expect you to know how to fucking fix that. But man, god damn. Immediately, you, you remember I described how great I was feeling? I immediately felt like the negative of that times two. Just so bad because this was my first time in a comedy club, right? Not only was it my first time ever performing in a comedy club, that shit fucking went well. That shit fucking went well, bro. So, and I would I would like to be able to relive those laughs and relive those aws and those todays at the end. But now I never fucking will. And so I'm just sitting there thinking that back and forth over and over and over in my head of how fucking mad I am. And then the fucking same motherfucker from the last time I was at the comedy club, the dude who had the ex-wife serial killer jokes takes the stage as I'm sitting there feeling like shit, just absolutely feeling horrible. This dude walks up onto the stage in a Doug Demodome cowboy suit. I'm, I'm talking all white leather looking with some gold spangles and buttons and button ups and shit, bolo tie, a white big old cowboy hat, all white. And proceeds to dance to the tune of Ice Ice Baby for, for, for the first third of his set. No one else, no one else had theme music. No one. No one else had theme music. But this motherfucker, and then, and then, I, like I was, blo- I was blocking out his set in my mind because I was just so mad and angry. But the one thing I did hear, and now I'm always wondering, with all these serial killers, why can't one move next to my ex-wife? And that was it. And that was enough. And I just got up and I left. I didn't say anything to my fucking friend. I didn't do uh, nothing. I just got up, went and got in my car, called Eileen, told her how fucking pissed I was because that shit just happened. And went on with my day. I was not about to sit through this dude's bullshit ass set after I was already this fucking pissed, man. Nah. So, um, 
Yeah, I still haven't talked to him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go. I'm not too worried about it. Fucking. I got home and I was still pissed. Just, just, just like I am right now because there's no, there is no history of that. Ever. There, there never will be. Just like, well, let me not say that. I'm sorry. That's, I was going to say just like my cat will never be around here again because that's what I think every time I fucking look at any square inch of this apartment. But yeah, there will never be a, a video of me doing that because my fucking dingus friend did not record this shit. And so now I've been robbed of that. But I figured the best I could do is at least document the set and all the jokes so that I don't ever have to tell them again because I'm not going to be the guy who just keeps talking about his dead cat. All right? I don't I don't want that to be my legacy. So I recorded them on Instagram. All right, I'm sorry. So I recorded my set and put it on Instagram. So if you want to see it performed as close to the the how they were fucking performed at the club, you can find that at xdzfreakx on Instagram. Something that is not plastered onto my windshield. Something something I do not advertise on my car. Yeah. I need another drink of water. But that was my time at the comedy club. Let me get my drink of water. Sorry. That was my second time at the comedy club. First time performing. It went pretty well, man. And you know, I am happy that, well, happy is not the right feeling. I guess I just feel more confident now that I've taken my jokes to two different venues and they've worked and I've made people laugh that I do not know. I think that's the hugest, hugest? Is that a word? Sorry, I keep burping from this water. I'm not sure. I think that's the biggest part of it, man. That's the most, um, that's the most. That's what means the most to me, is that these aren't people that I know. These people don't fucking know me. If they saw me walking down the street, they wouldn't have any sort of reaction, no sort of feelings. They're completely unbiased. If anything, they're like, who's this fucking stupid skinny white kid just walked on stage? Get get that hair out of your face, dude. So if anything, they're like against me from the start. And I made them laugh with some shit that I just like put together in the day. That's fucking dope. Because... Don't get me wrong. I love making my friends laugh, making Eileen laugh, making Colin, Aiden, the the boys in Discord laugh. That's some of my favorite shit to do, bro, just because I like laughing and I like being funny. And if I can make someone else laugh, that makes me feel good. But at the end of the day, they know me. So in my head, and, and I guess this must not be the case, but in my head, there's always a small, teensy voice of mine that says, yeah, that wasn't really funny. They're just laughing because they know you. They're just laughing to make it easier. Nope, that wasn't funny. They just laughed at that just so you'd walk away. No, they they just laughed at that because there was nothing else to do there. So many times. like It's almost like an imposter syndrome, I guess. Like I'm not actually funny. But when I get on stage in front of people that don't know me from the next guy and make them laugh, that really does make me feel good. And like, like I actually am funny. Like, don't get me wrong, I know I'm funny, but that doesn't mean I don't doubt it occasionally. That doesn't mean that the the, the voice in my head that doubts everything about myself doesn't doubt it. I mean, that's that's like, I can't think of something to relate it to. That's like, that's like pussy eating, bro. I know I'm a bomb-ass pussy eater, but every now and then, that voice in my head is like, nah, bro. They just making those noises. Nah, bro. They just they're just curling them toes up like that just cuz. And then I get back in there and afterwards I'm like, oh yeah. I really am the boss of that. So it's all about uh proving it to yourself, I guess. <laughs> it's all about um reinforcing that confidence. But with that said, I do plan on doing more uh more stage time. Yeah, I do plan on doing more stage time. I've ordered one of those like old flip video cameras to record my own sets so I don't have to worry about anyone else and I don't have to worry about 
uh, space on my phone or anything. I just record it on those, and then it plugs in the computer. You can export it that way. So that'll be dope. I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm not going to lie. I already have kind of an idea of what I'm going to talk about next. I've put myself in the drawing for the 35-minute spots, so we'll see if I get picked for that. And if not, i got to just show up at 6.30 and try to get one of those earlier spots. But the more I do this, I think the better it'll be, the better my sense of intuition and, like, um, the better the formula will be in my head because that's kind of what it is. And not to say that I'm putting constraints on it or that I'm trying to do the same thing every time, but it really is a thought process. It's like, all right, here's the thing. Now, what, is this what I'm going to use to introduce something else? Or is this going to be just its own one-off standby thing? Or actually, you know, this thing that I had written down about this, that could go right there and then transition this way into that. Like, it's, it's like, it's like um, constructing an argument, which is something I love to do. Uh, went to my parents' house today, or no, yesterday, ready to argue. I, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I had to move my drums into my apartment maybe two weeks ago because I went to my parents' house. Um, <laughs> it was actually the night that I uh, that I had to put Dave down. I got all my shit, cat shit from my apartment and took it to my parents' house because I was going to crash there anyways. And I noticed that all my drums had been put up and there was like, there were bikes and workout stuff where my drums were. On any other day of the year, I would have been very fucking furious. But on that particular day, I had just been had, I had had everything beaten out of me. No fucking emotions left. So I kind of just looked at it and shrugged my shoulders and kept on walking and the next day, I packed all my drums up and took them home, put all the silent stroke heads on them. Still, no complaints, no nothing, really. Um, but after a few days of trying to play these um, in my apartment, which I, I moved them to the carpeted area of it so it would be quieter for everybody else, but it's just not the same. Shit is not cutting it. So I went to, I went to, talk, I went to talk to Dad yesterday, and in my head, I had already constructed the argument, all right? Man, these silent stroke heads aren't cutting it. I'm just going to get worse and worse and worse as a drummer. And I didn't buy this $1,000 drum just for it to sit in a fucking case in the corner of my apartment. These were like three of the bullet points for my argument I had in my head going in. But that's not the way to approach things. That's, that's, like, a, that's like a last minute, last ditch effort. I went into it saying, hey... Could, uh, would you help me look in the garage, see if we could find some space for my drums? Because the, these silent stroke heads really aren't cutting it. Like, it is just not the same. And so at first he said something like, well, I don't know if there's a, we'd, we'd just have to move that, and you'd have to set them up and break them down every time. And I said, all right, well, I guess I guess that'll be fine. We'll, we'll go f- we can go figure it out in a second. Sat down, like it was the end of the conversation, just, you know, not thinking about it and I looked up at him and it looked like he was thinking he said or and I had already had this idea in my head so I said it or they could go in the shed and he, and he nodded his head and like got kind of a smile on his face he said yeah we finished this shed out here we can move the lawnmowers in, in there and then you'll have plenty of room to set up so because I'm going to I'm going to say because I didn't go in there like a dickhead just waving fucking complaints around I'm going to end up with a better drum space uh, with a better drum room and more space than I had to begin with so that definitely worked out and I cannot wait to move my stuff into there because man in the garage I was always always having to work around stuff there was a punching bag that was always in my way but dude in the shed that's going to be awesome just have stuff wherever I want it, be able to leave it there, open the doors, get some wind going through. But more than anything else, I'm excited to put the regular heads back on my drums. It cuz it indeed isn't indeed it indeed is not the same. It definitely is not the same. It just not the same punch, not the same kick. 
Like I'm listening to, to a song, trying to play along with it, and I'm having to imagine the sounds coming out of my drums more than I'm like hearing or feeling anything. Because that'd be one thing. If it just if I just didn't hear anything, that'd be fine. But these heads are also don't have as much like give back as the other heads, like as much bounce. So it's not. It's like when I hit them, my stick kind of just sinks into the heads almost. So that, that's not really helpful. But it's all looking up. It's all looking uphill from here. Let me check my notes. Is that everything this week? We got it. That. That. <sighs> yep, I believe it is. I believe that is. I'm also looking for new drums, too. That's why I ended up getting the cymbal, because I was on Facebook Marketplace and saw it. <sighs> well, good, good, uh good Sunday. I hope you guys have had a good day. Hope you had a good Mother's Day. Man, Mother's Day. Tupac said it best. Pour up some liquor and I reminisce because through the drama I can always depend on my mama. And when it seems that I'm hopeless, you say the words that can get me back in focus. When I was sick as a little kid to keep me happy, there's no limit to the things you did. There's just, I remember Kevin asked me one time, he's like, why do you think there are so many, why do you think there are so many songs people made about their mom? You know, like there's a mean A, mama, 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 mama. There's um, Kendrick Lamar, which that beat is insane. I, I can't describe I don't. I can't even describe what that beat is, but this feeling is unmatched. This feeling is unmatched. That there's there's that there's Dear Mama by Tupac, the staple. I'm sure there there are more that I'm not thinking of right now. But he asked me, "Why do you think that is?" And I just said, "Shit, man, look at you and me. <laughs> Everybody loves their fucking mom, dude. How couldn't you? I mean, shit. Most days, I I have the realization that I'm becoming my mom." Or that my mom is me. The other day, Aiden asked me, because um, mom sent me, uh, she asked me if I'd listen to the band Lifehouse. And I hadn't, so I started listening through them one day. And the very first song on their first album is like a radio classic. I I can't think of the words and, and the way they go in my head, so I'm going to look it up right now. Um, let's see, Lifehouse, 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 Lifehouse. Uh, but but it's like a radio classic that you hear every every time you pull on 97.1, pretty much. Or 97.1 doesn't exist anymore, so... Or does... I don't know. I don't listen to the radio. I'm falling around and all in love with you. That song. See, it only I only needed to hear a little bit of it to get it. But I heard that that song, and so I sent it to her like, oh, I know that one. And then a few more songs. In, or she said that she loved every song on the album after that in response to that text. And so I was still listening to it. And then about halfway through it, I texted her, said, yeah, I could totally see you with dark hair listening to this or blasting this driving down the road in your eclipse. Because every, as soon as like, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. Just the emotions and the vibe that this music gives off in general, it's all pretty uniform. Not to say every song's the same, but it it all kind of gives off the same shit. Just listening through all of that, in my head, I just saw like a slideshow of every picture of my mom with like dyed black hair from before I was born that I'd ever seen. Like there's one behind me right now. I can't see it because it's dark and I'm blind, but I've looked at it so many times that I know what it, it looks like pretty much verbatim. It's my it's my dead dad and my mom posed, posted up next to a cannon, and I believe my mom's wearing like a blue shirt with like some white, does not design, but like waves or some shit in it, and she's got dark ass hair. And like pictures like that, just all the dark hair, all this, all the shit. And I was just thinking, yeah, this is totally, this was my mom. This was, <laughs> this must have been like her anthem back then. And so I, I'm saying this because 
I told, I asked Aiden, I was like, do you listen to that shit? And he's like, nah, I haven't really heard of him. And then I just told him my, what I just told you, how it perfectly described my mom. Cause I thought it was funny. He's like, wow, I kind of imagine your mom more like the, the hippie type, like the, the, you know, free spirited or whatever. And I said, nah, man, mom was definitely into the emo shit. But then I started thinking, I was like, well, nah, but she was also into all that hip hop. She put me onto a lot of, uh, a lot of the classic old school shit I listened to. And then I, I just, it hit me. I said to Aiden, you know what? I guess mom was kind of like me. She just listened to everything. Cause that's what I do. I listen to country, rap, rock, fucking Latin music, jazz, Japanese music. It doesn't matter. I listen to everything. And I guess that's kind of how mom was back in the day. So just, just like little shit like that. I, every day I'm more and more like my mother, (laughs) or at least realizing that I've already been more and more like my mother. And at the end of the day, I mean, when it seems that it's hopeless, you say the words that could bring me back to focus. That's real shit, man. Like, anytime some sh- my life feels out of whack, that's one of the first people I go to. And she just has a way of, like, breaking it down. Like, all right, well, what do you need? What do we need to do right now? All right, what do we need to get done right now? And then we can think about later. Just, like, always trying to plan out my life a thousand steps ahead always she's always reminding me that your job you have now is not going to be your job forever even if you get a career you might not have that forever and that all jobs have applicable skills that will transfer over so you're not wasting your time just just all 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 kinds of reassurance and i mean every time i've had a fucking pan like a panic or a cry or whatever I just think like oh I need to hug mom I need I need mom she'll make this better you know that's that's what it is and um I hate to think about what what it'd be like when she's gone bro I, I almost hope that I go before she does but that's not knock on wood right there that would not be fucking fair to her because goddamn. <laughs> My mom's been through an ass ton, dude. And I never, I didn't, I didn't even like really realize it until high school, probably how much shit it was. I mean, she was pregnant with me and then with a big old belly, she was standing on the side of the road looking at the fucking accident where the father of her child just fucking dead. Or he wasn't dead yet, but he died in the hospital soon after that. What I'm getting at is that's a huge fucking monumental task for anybody, dude. Just to be abandoned right there. And, and, And it's not like it was a willful abandonment, but that's what it was. She was just there with a big, a big old belly. Stuck with Poppy now. And I'm pretty sure Grandpa Doug helped out a lot, which was uh, my dad's dad, but I haven't done anything in my life that comes close to how hard that was. And I mean, yeah, she got pregnant. She had the baby, but I mean, she like put the baby there is what I'm saying. But still, like she fucking, that's the, the task that was in front of her and she did it, bro. She fucking had me by herself, raised me for the fir- first four years at Poppy's house by herself, and then found a dude who wasn't a piece of shit, married him, and had more kids. Like, she didn't let that shit stop her life. And I'm sure it might have for a while, but, man, that's the type of shit you could hold on to forever. I mean, that's life-altering in every sense of the word, so... Like, words really can't describe how much respect I have for that. And it wasn't always that way, so I'm glad that I... I'm glad that I'm aware of it, at least, but... That's insane, dude. How hard that must have been. Like, really. Not even not even thinking about emotionally right now. Just, like, having to provide and... 
then the emotional on top of that and having to look at like this little reminder <laughs> that that dude's not here anymore. Holy shit. I mean, dude, not to get depressing, but my mom's a badass for all that. Like, that's crazy. And she's still like, I'm super proud of her. And she worked her ass off that magazine company. And my mom's the type of person to give 110%, even if it's to her detriment. And finally, we were she realized that. We were able to make her realize that. However, it ended up happening, and she left. And even though Dad ha- provides most of the income because he does home repairs, and that's pretty a pretty good business that he's gotten for himself, Mom, ha- mom didn't just say, okay, well, my shit's done. I'm gonna, not going to do anything. I'm just going to lay around and watch TLC all day. Uh, fucking bridesmaids, whatever. No, she started selling plants. She started becoming more involved with the kids, the church, doing like stuff at the elementary school. She's in the PTA. She's does stuff at the farmer's market. She works at this like nice ass restaurant out in a mansion. I think I don't, she does a lot of shit is what I'm getting at. Like so much. I don't even have it all in my head, but she, she she built websites, two websites in a day the other day, one for dad's business and one for her notary business that she also does. Like, she has chickens. She fucking sells eggs. Like, what the fuck? There's so much. And it's just, you know, saying all that just now, That's that's got to be where I get my drive from, you know? That's got to be where it comes from, so... I'm very thankful. And even though I might not have uh, shared this same opinion during middle school and some of my high school years, I'm very glad that I have the parents that I have. And I would not... I mean, I've seen people with different parents. And I've had friends and I've known a lot of people in my life that just aren't friends with their parents. They can't talk to them. They choose not to talk to them. It's always tiptoes and eggshells. And while, yeah, it was that way for a little bit with us, I mean, I'm thoroughly happy that it is where it is now because I'm <laughs> I'm homies with my parents. Like, I might, I might say that to them and they'll go, ah, no, no, we're not. But who? how many people do you know that can walk into a room, smoke a bowl, or a, split a joint with their parents and just talk about anything? Anything. Like, literally anything. There's nothing that... I mean, yeah, there's some stuff that might be embarrassing or some shit that might I have to swallow my pride, but if something happens, I'm going to go tell my parents and get some counsel on what the fuck I need to do next. Who the fuck am I thinking that with 20 years of experience on this earth, I can figure out everything by myself? There's no way. So who, why the fuck would I ignore, like, the two co-counsels that were assigned to me? Well... One was assigned to me, and one kind of hopped on for the for the ride four years in, but he did doing a hell of a job. There's no, there's no like climax to the speech. I don't think. I just love my mom. Happy Mother's Day, and show your mom some love. I I, I probably don't have to tell you to sit, do this. I shouldn't, but go show your mom some love, man. Show her you really appreciate her. I do my best to yeah yeah happy mother's day i love you mom and i love all the other moms out there because you take on a task that i would never fucking want which is to push a kid out of your vagina or to get your belly cut open either way it's not cool it's a it's a lot less glamorous than what we get to do which is just thrust a little bit and then Go to sleep, all right? So thank you very much, and um, I hope you all all had a great Mother's Day, all right? I'll see you next week. Later.